Good morning. It is Kale and Company live here on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. And we welcome you to what we affectionately call the Friday Fun Bunch on WKXL, nhtalkradio.com. Turn the headphones down appropriately to your own special degree of uh, listening pleasure. Uh, we have an, a new uh, head, headset uh, box here, which is very good, but it can be very loud, too, which is this, good. This is a high-budget operation. It, it, we it, have it is. fewer it, potholes, we, better... You know, better donuts, yeah. more healthy donuts. Oh. <laughs> Look better, at that be- old-fashioned Better mics. Hey, but know. I like the terminology, the headphone box. The headphone box. <laughs> that's, that's what it is, <laughs> right? We spare no expense. <laughs> High-budget operation. No expenses spared here at WKXL. It's a beautiful thing, though, isn't it? Is, it is, actually. So, Kat, yeah. how did Gordon know like, that we needed new mics? Well, communication. He's very intuitive. Okay. Very intuitive. <laughs> he's prescient. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's true. But, uh, yep, things are getting better every day, and, uh, you know, something. there's something new like every day that surprises me here at WKXL. That's true. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed yeah. not having to fight. You know, a sinkhole to get here today. There were minor, sort of regular potholes, which yes. I can deal with. It was just driving in a sinkhole that really, mm-hmm. as I'm describing it with my hand, yeah. that nobody can see. Uh. <laughs> up and down, up and down. Well, spring training is underway. You know, I, I was listening to uh, a report out of Boston uh, a couple of days ago, Tom, and, you know, normally when spring training is underway, the uh, media flocks to. Uh, Fort Myers to cover the Red Sox at JetBlue Park. I, I heard that there were five, count them, five media outlets there. Yeah, no one cares. It's kind of like uh, you go to the State House. When I first moved here in 95, there'd be like 10 reporters at the State House. Right. Now you go there, there's nobody. You mean you right. have Tom Fahey and all these people, <laughs> like nobody now. Yeah, yeah. Same so, with same it, with spring. Plus, well, they, people know that they stink. I mean, they're probably going to be better than we think, but the, you know, they they're not going to be an elite team. And uh, I think uh, I think they will be better. I think they're going to you know just when you think, you know, they've uh, hit the the bottom rung of the baseball ladder, uh, they will surprise. Like 2013, right? Whoever thought that team would go all the way? Correct. But we also had like David Ortiz. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't think Big Poppy is going to be walking no, through that, that door. door. Anytime but maybe soon. maybe they'll bring back Eddie Bursue to play shortstop. Uh, maybe so. And Felix Mantilla and to be uh, second base. Kitty has no idea what we're talking about. But Felix Mantilla, <laughs> second base, once hit 32 home runs. Yeah. Had a good Fenway Park swing from exactly. right hand side. And then Eddie Pursue the was a sort of pretty good fielding, uh, pretty good hitting shortstop. He hit like 290 one year. So we might as well throw in Frank Malzone, too, at oh, third base. Yes. Third you know? base, yeah. 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 He, yeah. They said he was uh, as good as Brooks Robinson fielding wise. Yeah, you know what? And uh, I think that's an accurate assessment because I had the chance to see Frank play a number of times. And that was uh, like my mother's favorite player. Was Frank Malzone, and it was my father's favorite player. As well. Really, is that right? Right, yeah. and I'm not making that. And so one day, um, my father got Frank. He knew Frank somehow through. In those days, you know, the players like worked off season, like in regular jobs. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So my father was a banker. So I think I think he knew him through like banking circles. So he got Frank Malzone to call me like as when I was like eight years old. Oh wow! Wow! I was like, oh my god! That that is something, isn't it? Frank, by the way, is on the sort of all Fenway team. I have that. 
picture. Oh yeah, yeah, and he should be. You yeah. know, I mean, He's he played for mo- you know lousy Red Sox teams. I mean, the teams were terrible when he was there, but he was a very good player, and he could come in you know, like swinging bunt down the third base line. I never saw anybody before or since. It. Bear scooped yeah. it up, yeah. threw yeah. it over. He yeah. nobody could do it. Even Brooks Robinson. I don't think even Brooks Robinson was as good at that particular play than Frank Malzone. And certainly not Butch Hobson. Uh, certainly not. <laughs> certainly not. No, Butch had his troubles. Uh, I liked the first what Butch base. used to do. Like this was, <laughs> this was the '77 Red Sox. He had like a chip in his elbow. As did Carlton Fisk. <laughs> exactly. yep. So he would get the ground ball, and it would take him like. <laughs> He would do like nine, <laughs> nine little twists of the arm before he got the chips like in the right down. place. You thought we had a chip problem now. Exactly. In, in and this then finally, he yeah. would throw it over. Yeah. But both, both that that seven, that was seventy-eight when Hobson and Fisk both had uh, issues with bone chips in their elbows. And you know, Carlton Fisk couldn't throw his grandmother out at second base. Butch Hobson, every time he threw to first, it went into the crowd, and uh, and they were still in first place. And Don Zimmer refused to take either one of them out of the lineup because they didn't ask out. And if if you know Butch, I, mean, I, I worked with Butch Hobson for a few years and know how competitive he is. And I really don't know Carlton Fisk, but I, he has a reputation for being a fiery competitor. And uh, they're not going to ask out of the exactly. lineup. Yeah. But eventually he did, because what, what Ken's alluding to, we blew this huge lead, but then we got a couple games behind, but tied it on the last game of the season. Last but, game of the year. And lost in the, the one-game playoff against the Yankees in right. 78. No, don't remind me. But, uh, However. The bu- that was the Bucky. Dent. Dent game, yes. Bucky, you know what, Leaping Dent. Dent. Yep. Yes. Uh, yes. He, uh. Eventually, Zimmer put Jack Brohammer on third, and which he should have a lot sooner. And Fred Kendall was a decent defensive catcher, not, right? And he couldn't hit like Carlton Fisk, uh, but was a very good defensive catcher. And then, uh, and people don't remember this either, but we had George Scott back in '78, and he had a very bad year that year. He hit. He he was playing first. Yaz was Double playing left. left. Yeah. And Jim Rice for that part of that 78 season was actually playing right field. Yes, I remember that, yeah, and uh, I guess he did okay. I don't really remember the specifics of that, but uh, he was more, you know, played more games, obviously, in left than than right in his career with the Red Sox. See, we're moving up, Kitty. Uh, we, we're talking now about 78. We've moved up 11 years. I know. I'm just like, we'll, we'll get to 75 pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> we start with 67. Oh, no, no, we we move 78. Seven. And then, yeah. we'll and then it's, like the, it's like the game of giant step when right. the, the leader says, now you go yeah. back three steps. <laughs> to 75. <laughs> and I still contend, Tom, I don't know about you, but I still contend that 75, even though the Red Sox lost it in seven games, I think that. They won the that series three games to four, right? Yeah, right. Like 67. You know, I bet there were a lot of people around the country, just, you know, casual baseball followers. They'll think we won because of the, the, the fiscal run, run in yeah. game six. Yeah. Because that's the, the highlight you see all the time. Well, we should have won game seven. We had 2 nothing lead, and then yeah. Bill Lee threw the go for a ball. Pitch, yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, well. But uh, anyway, they finally did win four, and uh, I guess but all, now they all, stink. Is, all is forgiven. But it's funny how many... <laughs> How many? You know, I think I think in this since the turn of uh, two thousand, right? The Red Sox have won four World Series right. titles, and I think they finished last four times yeah. as well. But the only team with four, <laughs> yeah. San Francisco Giants have three. I think yeah. St. Louis has three. Yankees have one. And uh, Pablo Sandoval was a big part of those uh, Giants championships. And then teams. we got him. He put on like ninety pounds. <laughs> Is that the panda? The panda. Oh yeah. my God! What? What? Well, that was a bad signing. 
Uh, we lost a former member of the Red Sox yesterday. Yes, yes Tim yeah. McCarver. Yeah. I ha- did you? I think wasn't he dating Raquel Welch at one point? <laughs> I think I think so. I think so. And I think you two were talking, yeah. about, we're talking that. about that. They're about yes. the same age, right? Yeah, yes, she was eighty. Eighty-one. She was eighty, right, or something like that. Eighty-two. Yeah. We can't. Do, can we do birthdays of dead people? Uh, no. <laughs> well. Uh, yeah, Tim McCarver. You know, he, he was a, a, a great analyst on television for a long time. After a very good playing career, yeah, he won two World Series. Most of that was St. Louis. St. Louis yeah. hit yeah. left, played for the Red Sox. Bob Gibson loved him as a catcher, uh, and uh, played for the Red Sox briefly in '74 uh, and '75. He had bad hair dye though on TV, though. Yeah. Don't you think? That, well, yeah, that's true. It that's looked like kind of orange. Really? Yeah. yeah. And you still see him pop up like overnight on these shows that have been recorded years ago, like interview shows. Is this uh, like a seance? That, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he was. He was. A, I, he, I swear to God, he was dating Raquel Welch, though. Stop! That's too funny. <laughs> is is there? A, you know, and I think of McCarver, and uh, you know, he was a good analyst on television, uh, baseball analyst. He was a funny guy. He had a great sense of humor. Man, kind of. Not quite as over the top as like a Bob Euchre, but more subtle. But he was funny. Uh, but Tom and Kitty, you think about this. Is there any color analyst or even play-by-play guy that you would specifically turn on your television to listen to, even if you had no interest uh, in the mm. game? you talking about baseball, baseball or yeah. football? Any sport. Any sport. Any sport. Yeah, okay. Even if you had no interest in it, but you'd still watch it because of a certain broadcaster. It doesn't have to be an analyst. could be a play-by-play guy. But mm. is is yeah, there anybody? I, I, me, no. I mean, and my son and Matt and I were talking about this, is that, you know, anybody can do the announcing and announce. Because people are watching the game. I don't like in, – in, in the old days of Monday Night Football, you did – Want Madden. to see Howard Cosell and, you know. Madden. Oh, a- absolutely. He was must-watch TV. Mm-hmm. Don Meredith and all oh, that. Yeah. Uh, that, that, that was That's what I would. Yeah. But, but I can't. No, I can't. Yeah, I'm trying to think, too. I know who I'd turn it off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. I know, I know one you, <laughs> you don't like, Tony like to Romo? turn off. No. Chris. CC, yes. Oh, yes. Yep. Not my favorite. Chris Collinsworth. But the the one guy, you have but a I, thing about Chris, don't you? I do, and it's not a good one. <laughs> I, I think the the one guy I would say, although I cared about these games uh, because they were the Celtics, but the the one color analyst I never wanted to miss was, was Tommy Heinsohn. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Love Tommy, yeah. especially on the local telecast. But he's in, he's in the big color yeah, analyst booth right. in the yeah. sky. Yeah, he's up there now. with Timmy now and yeah. Raquel. Yeah. Yeah. I think Tommy <laughs> would be more interested in Raquel than Tim. <laughs> Uh, but uh, <laughs> Tommy was a great artist, by the way. Oh yes, he oh, yeah, was in I many saw ways. Something yeah. just recently yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah, an artist on the court and off the court. Yeah. And one of the few well. people that are in the Hall of Fame for both player and coach. Yes, very true, and deservedly so. Should be in there for broadcasting too. I think on the broadcast wing, he could be in all three. We'll take a break. Kale and Company continues. We are presented by Northeast North Delta, Delta Dental. Dental. Northeast Delta Dental has individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com or healthcare.gov. We're off to a flying start, but the best is yet to come here on Kale & Company, the Friday Fun Bunch in the house. Stay with us. It is Kale & Company live here on a Friday, meaning the Friday Fun Bunch is in the house. Kitty Ray is here, our resident flick chick. 
Although, I don't know if she's seen a flick in, I haven't. Uh, in a while. She may, though, later on today. Yes. And you actually pronounced the title correctly. I know, I know. I'm it's taken sure. him 15 years to say <laughs> flick yes, but, check but correctly. But it's, you know, it's, it's a one-time thing. Yeah. And uh, Tom Raffio is with us. He's the president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental, doting grandfather slash father and uh, and uh, and... And dog lover. And dog lover. And uh, we mentioned this a few days ago here uh, on the show that your wife, Ellen, was uh, featured prominently above the fold in a uh, Ray Duckler article in the in the Concord Monitor about uh, your lost dog. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed. I mean, Ray was not interested in the CEO of Delta Dental. I was like a <laughs> sideline. Oh, oh, yeah. Uh, you got to mention. You got to mention. He was like, oh, yeah, he's Ellen's husband. Ellen's husband. What's his name? But uh, anyway, so on the coldest, that coldest day of the year on Saturday, which, by the way, is an aside, my son was up and I was happily skiing with a face mask um, at Sunapee. No one was there. So we, he and I were having a blast while. Ellen was going hysterical because she brings the dog home, and normally she would have had a leash already on the dog, but the breeder, because it was so cold, um, just immediately when she got there, immediately shuffled the dog into the car, the pilot hatchback section. So the the collar wasn't on. Um, So she carefully when she gets home and meanwhile i'm happily skiing at sunapee i know nothing of this is going on she kind of opens up to hatch and ice is her name black uh shepherd careens out bulls ellen over um and then was basically gone until the next to to the next thursday wow Um, and that was on a saturday that that cold saturday yeah right yeah didn't come back till uh, the following Thursday, and you know, people in Bo has an intranet, and, and Concord has similar things. So everybody, there would be sightings of the dog, and you know, Ellen, Ellen would be going around, and but the, the Granite Dog Recovery Organization, ha- there's a science behind it because what would happen is when people would see the dog, and if they approached, the dog got startled and would would run right. off again. So they have a huge process that they go through, and eventually, you know, coaxed her. You know, into a crate, and, and got the dog bag and then back, and then uh, we brought her to caves. She has a hurt paw, but she seems to be getting around really well now. Wow! Loves her brother, the, the other shepherd that we have living with us. The two cats, <laughs> the granddaughter. My house is kind of like a menagerie <laughs> of activity, <laughs> but it was really it was really worrisome. Because yeah, I'm sure it was. We're, we're really animal people, and I was like, oh my god. So when Ellen, so when we uh, bring the dog back finally um like she would not like she crawled into <laughs> to the hatch with oh. the dog just to uh, make sure yeah yeah uh, wow. but she's doing well and uh yeah Good. and ray duckler did a great job um yeah. you know ray does such a great job he's kind of underrated he, he is really, he really is yeah. and and very thorough oh yeah yeah he, for, he's always been for years and years yeah. and, it was, and it was so funny because on when he was writing it that's that friday Last Friday, a week ago, I was going to Concord High School. My little um, is on the JV basketball team, ah, so I okay. like to go to the games if, if it's home. And I, I ran into uh, Steve Leone, who's the publisher or whatever of the of the uh, Concord Monitor, 
Um, and I said, like, what, what were the chances of that? I go, like, Ray's writing about the dog. I run into Steve Leone. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Ray does a great job. And it's great that there's still some local reporting. Because it is. And uh, Ray, you know, Ray is like a hound dog. I mean, he finds all, all of these uh, stories, all these uh, offbeat, not that this is an offbeat story, but a lot of obscure stories that Human he. Human nature That he. Too. Huh? Human nature. I yeah, mean, I think that, it's kind of it. cool. I yeah. love him. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Tom. And uh, he's very shy, too. Is he's he? a very shy guy, oh. yeah. yeah. Had you named Ice before you got So that's another funny because, story. Because, yeah, that's very interesting. So that so she was actually a show dog um, and got a little cut under her eye, which you can't see. And so the original owner couldn't show the dog anymore for that reason. So that's why the dog went back to the breeder. So her real name was Black Ice, uh, which is her show dog mm-hmm. name. So Ellen had intended to um, change the puppy's name, but when she crossed the Merrimack yes. River <laughs> on Ice, yeah. it's yes. like there's no way we're changing the name. So yeah. Ice is like the perfect name for her. Wow. Yeah, and, I and, agree. I was wondering when I was reading that article, and I thought, wow. Yeah. That what is a very story. Appropriate. What can't a story. Cha- can't change your no, name no, after no, crossing the Merrimack. It, it saved her. The dog was lost in bowl and recovered at uh, Pembroke, Pembroke Pines, right, yeah. at the golf course. Yeah, she was going all over the place. Um, and, you know, p- occasionally people would see her and throw her scraps. And I don't know how, you know, the you know, remember that Saturday, how cold it was. Oh, yeah. Brutally. But then a couple of days yeah. later, there was that freezing rain stuff. So she survived all that somehow. Yeah. It, it's wow. amazing. Amazing how these animals in general survive out in the wild, you know. It, it truly is. Uh, but uh, she, you know, went over the, the Merrimack River, unbelievable, and from Bow to Pembroke, I mean, that's, you know, that's quite a distance. Yeah, she uh, put on really. a lot of miles for sure. I guess so. I guess so. She now, got, I will say now. Get her when, steps in. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> when we, we walk her, she's ready to go back. She knows her home now. I don't think yeah. she's going to scurry away. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, she knows a good thing now when she has it. Yes. So uh, I'm so glad to see that uh, it had a happy ending. And it's it's good to see that there's still room in a newspaper for feel-good stories. Yes, yeah. You know? Yeah, and that there is still local reporting. Right, I mean, exactly. And, yeah. you know, I mentioned Steve Leone, but, you know, newspapers and the union leader does the same thing. has to be, you know, really creative now with, you know, online yeah. uh, newspapers, also getting corporations to, you know, sponsor certain things without, you know, crossing the line that the corporation would influence, yeah. you know, the report writing and stuff. So. But uh, both the union, we're, we're blessed actually in New Hampshire that both the Concord Monitor and Union Leader has good leadership that they're keeping these newspapers alive because in a lot of a lot of cities and towns across America they're down maybe to you know one paper. Yeah. You know. Well, look at the the Nashua Telegraph is online, just completely online except for Sunday. They only publish one print paper a week, and that's on Sunday. And uh, they used to have, you know, a, a very large news department and a sports department. Now it's down, the sports is down to one person, I know, Tom King. And uh, that's, that's it. And uh, So you it, remember, Ken, when we were kids, we would, we, a Sunday, we would get the, oh, you'd yeah. get the Herald, and, yeah. and, and we lived in Boston, you would get yeah. the Herald, the Globe, and, you know, the Travel or whatever, and you would spread it out on the floor. Yeah. And the, yeah. and the sports section was like 30 pages long. It and, was. And, and you would it just, was. you'd spend the whole, after you came back, if you went to church, you'd, you'd spend most of the day just reading the sports page. That's right. And you know, my uncle, Bruce, 
used to quiz me every week. The batting averages were in the paper, and of course, you had no access to them except for the newspapers those days. And on Sunday, they published everybody's batting. batting average. Yeah. That's where you get the Mendoza, the Mendoza line. line because uh, Man- Mendoza, Manny Mendoza, that was, that was his name, right? Mario. Mario, Man- was it Mario? Okay, Mario Mendoza. Was like always like last or next to last. Right. He in, was he in was the National League. It was it was amazing. He was like two hundred one, one ninety nine. Right. So <laughs> like for like seven years. So they call it the Mendoza line. You never wanted to be under the Mendoza line, under two hundred. Yeah. That, that means you really stink. <laughs> yeah. So that's where you get the the, the uh, term under the and they they still use it today. Oh yeah. yeah. The other one is the John Lowenstein two forty two. Like for like four consecutive years, he hit. Yeah. Exactly, 242. And, and you you had one on Dave Stapleton, too. Oh, horrible. Yeah. He, for, he started his career like hitting 300, and then for every year that he played, he went down to his last year, which I think was the year they blew the World Series in A6. He ended under 200. He still could field, but yeah. uh, they didn't put him in, and then the ball went through Buckner's lip. But every year, his he started like 300. Yep. And every year went down to finally decline, he was under yes. the yeah, yeah. Mendoza line, <laughs> but but he was a kind of like kind of yeah. like kind of like getting here, not skinny. Uh, what's that? Uh, no, no, no. My, my average goes down every year, right? <laughs> but in a good way. <laughs> it, yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> it is. On that note, we have to take a break, folks. It is the Friday Fun Bunch. Kitty Ray, resident flick chick, Tom Raffio who uh, also doubles as president and CEO of uh, Northeast Delta Dental, is here. And our program, Kitty Ray, is presented by... Northeast Delta Dental. They have individual and family plans designed to fit your lifestyle. Learn more and find your plan at deltadentalcoversme.com or or healthcare.gov if you like the public (laughs) exchange. Uh, There you go. All right, we'll be back in... uh, Maybe uh, talk a little bit more baseball, maybe a little local baseball, oh, because yeah. there was news regarding the local baseball scene. Oh, yeah. And Tom might have some insight into that. Uh, right after these words, Kale & Company continues here on WKXL and nhtalkradio.com. Kale & Company live here on WKXL, powered by Northeast Delta Dental. Tom Raffio is here, president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental. Kitty Ray, our resident flick chick. Mentioned uh, before the break that there was some local baseball news and uh, pick up the union leader this morning and uh, find out that breaking news, breaking news. This is a high budget operation. Yeah. We don't have the music, yeah. so I have to do it as a human <laughs> being. Breaking news. Hey, Kat, you know, there's no need for you to buy any recordings when I'm here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, you can do all the sound effects. Sound effects. Yeah. So Mike Ramshaw, who was uh, involved with the Fisher Cats for 16 years, uh, is uh, is no longer with the organization. I guess effective March 15th. Yeah. So you know, Mike is leaving, and then the new general manager is Michael Nice, who I actually met, and um, yeah, Mike Ramshaw and I go back all of way those back 16 way years back. Yeah. Uh, when he was first in. The leading sales position then took over as president and general manager. Has done a terrific job. He has. He has. Wish him well in his uh, next chapter. And it's also, I think, important to mention, you know, that that uh, Stephanie Fournier is leaving right, too. And, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, Stephanie 
um, always led the fundraising and the coordination of the Grand State Baseball Dinner. So Stephanie and I are also very close, and as, uh, I was actually sorry to see her leave because the baseball dinner has been so successful these many years because of a lot of you know organization you know that Stephanie put together, and we'll miss Mike too because you know Northeast Delta Dental Stadium. You know, he solidified, you know, that partnership. And actually, yeah. here's another breaking news thing. Yeah. We're going to extend <laughs> the uh, the licensing of the of the stadium. So for the listening audience, we don't oh. own the stadium, but right. we have the licensing of the name. Right. And, we're, and we're going to uh, extend that. So we'll give so, that good news to the new GM, Mike Nice. So and then right. I see that Jenna Races is coming back. Yeah. Yeah, um, she was with this team for several years and went that went on to UNH and a couple other places, and you know she'll be back to help run the foundation. So, perhaps uh, leading what Stephanie did. So, uh, Mike is definitely Mike and Stephanie are both going to be missed, and uh, sorry to see them go. But uh, the Fisher Cats will uh, continue as the Double uh, A affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. Lots of great baseball and. Uh, uh, lots of new uh, renovations at the yeah. park this year. They're putting the uh, the bullpens will be behind walls, right? Which is now the requirement in all of baseball. And there, there were still a few fields like Delta Dental Stadium where the bullpen could be on the field. And it, interestingly enough, it was explained to me, but the the Fisher Cats actually were grandfathered, so they didn't actually have to do that reserv- that, right. that renovation, but they did. So it's it's obviously safer for the players. So, And one of the other things is, too, uh, that's going to cut down on uh, some seating at, at the ballpark because of the renovations they had to make. Don't worry. You can still come to our suite. Well, thank you. Thank because, you. Oh, let's write that down. Thank you. Because <laughs> sometimes it. I see, fr- I that's, see that's uh, Ken way seat. out in left field. I know. You know oh, he's out there the, often. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. I'll, I'll wave you in if, you, if, if your seat has been taken away because of the bullpen. <laughs> but... Uh, You know, the other thing, too, one of the other uh, renovations they're doing uh, and uh, close to completing, I guess, is uh, an improved public address system. Now, there are some areas of the park where you can hear the public address very, very well. Ladies and gentlemen, boys boys and girls. girls. (laughs) Welcome to Fenway Park. (laughs) Today I feel I'm the luckiest man, luckiest man on the face of the earth. Earth, That's the Lou Gehrig story. Yeah. But uh, there are some places, like if you go out to the Sam Adams uh, Bar and Grill, it's like it's not there at all. It's pantomime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cannot hear the public press right. up until this year uh, when uh, now, you know, I, I haven't heard it yet in action, but apparently you'll be able to hear well, cool. uh, the PA announcer. Nice. So when people come north to frosty Manchester and the Fisher Cats win their opening game... <laughs> The fans began to sense it. I can finally hear yeah. <laughs> the announcements. Yeah. <laughs> that's from the. That's a variation of yeah. the po- Impossible Dream album. The Impossible. Oh my Dream. God! Can we go back yes. to. Must be hanging out with Ken now. I know. <laughs> or you, Tom Raphael. <laughs> well, that was the most memorable year of all, regardless of what they've done, you know, since that time. But I think if, if people of a certain age, like Tom and Tom and myself, that grew up in the area. You know I what mean, gets we, my goat, Ken, what, though? What's that? When these youngsters... Are you looking at me? <laughs> 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 well, when they say, well, why does Carl Yastrzemski have a statute they never won the World Series? They have no idea that without Yaz and, you know, Jim Longborg and Dick Williams, 
I mean, the Red Sox were, they were seriously going to move. There may not be a Boston Red Correct. Sox without And so, without yeah, them. so they yeah. so they lost in seven games in 67 and 75. But, yeah, it definitely deserves a statue. Oh, so, absolutely. So when I hear someone say, well, he didn't win a World Series, they just don't know what they're talking about. No, yeah. they don't. Absolutely don't. Especially people that, you know, come from the outside. I think of a few uh, radio talk show hosts in Boston that uh, never want to refer back to 67, but... You know, that was the turning point in the entire franchise right there because they were a woeful team yeah. until 1967. But anyway, we uh, n- enough about that. Uh, <laughs> Bruins, they're uh, on a hot roll. They I won 5 nothing. 5 nothing, and uh, yeah. Derek Forbert uh, scored one of the goals last night, the former Manchester Monarch, and uh, so they won it 5 to nothing. Jeremy Swayman, the former UMaine goaltender between the pipes. And I like the fact that they have, in effect, two number one goalies, although... Yeah, and they and they like each other. Yeah, and yeah. That, because, yeah. you know, it could be an injury, plus it's sort of healthy, friendly competition, Yeah, and one might get hot in the playoffs and the other one might not be, but uh, I hope they just let that be and not, like... Oh. I don't think they'll mess with that. Yeah. I, I really don't. I, and they hug after and bow to one another. Oh, yeah. Uh, kind of like we games. do at the end of our show. That's right. Yeah, exactly, we do that. The same, <laughs> exactly the same. Wait a minute. Are you guys lobbying to be the lead on Facebook <laughs> I this know, Sunday? We are. I had we to are. put the dog number one. I know, oh, yeah. I had, that's, okay. that was a huge Yeah, story. Ice yes. deserves it. Believe me, she yeah. does. Everywhere I go, people go, can I be the lead on your weekly Facebook <laughs> post? <laughs> so if we, maybe we should do We'll do a family hug after the show. There you go. Okay. And that'll yeah. be the lead. Joe Mazzulla, uh, oh, now, yes. Extension. now the permanent coach of yeah. the Boston. Well, as permanent as you can be as, a, as a coach or a manager That's of pro correct. sports. But So now we wonder what's going to become of uh, Ime Adoka. Adoka, yeah. He's a free agent now, I guess. So, so they must have just gave him a settlement because, and off he went. Yeah. Because that was a team suspension, not yeah. a league suspension. So right. In fact, at one point this year, the uh, Brooklyn Nets yeah. were thinking about hiring Correct. him. Correct, and, yeah. and then yeah. they stayed with Vaughn. But yeah, but at any rate, so uh, Celtics off uh, for a while for the All Star break, and now the head coach without the interim tag, Joe Mazzulla and his staff will be coaching the uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo yes. All Stars. Who hurt his wrist last <laughs> night, but they still won. So well, so Giannis and uh, LeBron are going to be selecting their teams. Right before the game, so the players don't know who they're going to be playing for, Giannis or LeBron. Have they ever done that before? No. Because I think it's kind of cool. It's never done before. It's like the pickup. It's like being like, like I was usually picked last uh, on the (laughs) playground. You know, let's talk about that, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) Can can we? Okay, because because, now I'm not bragging. I'm not bragging, but I was always picked first. (laughs) Now we get both ends of the spectrum. Okay. (laughs) Okay, so like, so. I, I mean, I'm I'm I have good eye hand. Co- I was always a good athlete, right? You know, so I always was picked first. But I never realized in, until recently. So one of the my colleagues who works for me, she said she was always picked last because she had two left feet. Can you say that now, or is there like a lefty organization? I, I don't know. You better be careful. <laughs> but, you better be careful. You might be sued by somebody with two left feet. But Wilbur Wood, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Knuckleballer uh, left, uh, but he left. started the doubleheader once. That's right. I love both, both games. He did. Yeah. Did you know that? Wilbur? No, I don't even know who. Th- Wilberwood is a knuckleballer from Belmont, Mass. Belmont, uh, Mass, and would pitch like every th- like one year. His record was something like twenty four wins and twenty <laughs> losses or something <laughs> that's like right. that. He pitched all the time. <laughs> it was for ridiculous. The White Sox, yeah. Um, and the expression two left feet" was we used to be able to say that if you were like oh yeah uncoordinated yeah. Yeah. right right. So yeah. I never thought of this, but this. 
colleague of mine said, well, you know, she was always picked last and like, it was like devastating. So I know, I know obviously it's long since changed that gym teachers don't do that, right? Right. right. When they divide right. up the team. But that was pretty common, probably right up until like, 1980, oh, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, sure. And, yeah. who, and who I, knows? I, we were just des- we were destroying the psyche of people like Ken. Exactly. Who, who been, no, it, it hasn't it hurt made, him though. It, no. it made me stronger. I think. It <laughs> yeah. made me stronger. Exactly. Look who's the lead here. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm just a nobody. Yeah. He's the lead. He always got picked last. <laughs> he did. <laughs> and and that reminds me of one thing that Bill Gates once said to us jocks at Harvard. Do you want to do you you want to know that what he said? I do. Is it? Can we uh, do, air it on a family you station? You can. You oh, can okay. air it. All right. But he said, hey, guys, you'll be working for me one day. <laughs> yeah, I guess the, pretty much the world is working exactly. for Bill Gates. Exactly. <laughs> was he your roommate? He was, yes. Yeah. Uh, freshman How about year. that? Huh? that what what like, a room that must have been. I know. Wow. He was always, oh. uh, he was in those days, to get on the computer, you had to go like at the library at midnight. So we hardly ever saw him. But wow. yeah, he was there with us. That's cool. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story about Bill when we get back. And I have to spend a couple minutes on Medicaid. Oh, good. Uh, we're yes. Not, we're not done yet. And we, we still have birthdays coming up. Oh, yeah. We need yeah. to do a birthday. Yeah. All right. We'll birthday. take a break. Kale and Company will continue, we assume, right after these words. <laughs> On WKXL, nhtalkradio.com, we are powered by Northeast Delta Dental. And where can you find your plan? At deltadentalcoversme.com or healthcare.gov. And, and those of you on Medicaid... I'll talk to you after the break. Okay, here we go. There's a tease for you. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Kale and Company live here on WKXL and htalkradio.com. Glad to have you with us here on this Friday. Friday Fun Bunch, Kitty Ray, resident flick chick, Tom Raffio, president and CEO of Northeast Delta Dental, Harvard grad, was a roommate of Bill Gates, and now he has an interesting tale to tell. So the two... The two interesting stories of Bill were one, he did actually say that, that, you know, hey, jocks, you're going to be working for me <laughs> one day. And we all are, right? Because we're all in yes. Microsoft Word yes. or whatever. And the second thing was, he used to get on the computer in those days, timeshare, and, and half our listening audience have no idea what I'm talking about. But he would go like at midnight to the library and get on a c- computer uh, terminal to get access to the mainframe. So he'd come back. So. We would take so in those days the the Harvard had its own newspaper called the Harvard Crimson. So the Harvard Crimson and the Boston Globe would be delivered in front of you know Bill's station, whatever. So, but he was never there in the morning because he was still at the computer. So we would take it and read it. But one day he one day, one day he got us. He didn't. Didn't. I hope he doesn't remember that. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think he would hold it against. And he. But remember. He never graduated. I did. I'm toiling in dental insurance, and he's a multi-trillionaire, whatever. So, and speaking of dental insurance, so for everybody's, we are working literally night and day to get the program for the Medicaid eligibles up and running, 88, approximately 88,000 people, starting on not Monday, April 3rd, but Saturday, April 1st. The program oh. goes live. We're working really hard to get dentists to get in the network, and then all the technology that has to take place. So- Dentists, um, if you want to come in the network, just give me a call at 223-1300, um, and I would love to have you in the network. And then for my veterans friend, same number, 223-1300. You may be eligible for Medicaid, but if you're not, we still have the, se- the separate veterans program where 
if you served our country and you can't get uh, served at the Veterans Administration because of rules, not because of the great people at the VA, just give me a call at 223-1300 and I'll set you up with uh, Dr. Mitch Curry and you know we'll, get, we'll take care of your dental needs. Outstanding. Outstanding and a uh, great program coming up from, uh, from Northeast Delta Dental and that is terrific and Tom will keep us posted. And, you know, I was just looking, you're, you're a Harvard grad. Explain this to me. Okay. Explain this to me. And I, I've often wondered about this, and it just hit me. I'm not sure if this life after death. What happened, <laughs> what happened on this date in uh, 1972? Ooh. Is it President Richard M. Nixon departed the White House. I'm your president. Dad. I'm not a <laughs> crook. <laughs> on, a, on a historic trip to China. Now, why is it? Uh, and I've you know always seen this. Oh, I mean, A versus A, N. A, yes, and you know to me it would sound better an historic rather than a historic. Oh, the A. An historic. So why is it? And it, it, that's correct. I know it's correct, but why? It's just a just a rule. But what's happening now with uh, grammar is all that's changing because right now, like if you misspelling misspell something, and I'm a, I'm a real stickler with my team and and myself on. Spelling, you know, for example, peruse means read in detail, not skim. But people, oh, oh, see, but people, that's that's news to me. You can look it up. That's peruse news to me. So people, (laughs) but they've interchangeably used it. Oh, just peruse it, meaning skim. But 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 peruse means read in detail. But because it's been so misused over the year, the secondary meaning of peruse now is skim. So what's happening? In life in general is that when people – and like like it's champing, not chomping at the bit. People think you're chomping yeah. at the horse, but yeah. no, it's champing. Champ. But, you know, but again, that's starting to be used interchangeably. So what's happening in life is all this, you know, all these misuse of the language. People say, well, that's just the way it is, and people go along with yeah. it now. And then eventually that makes its way into the dictionary. So for homework tonight, listening audience, look up peruse. You will see it means read in detail, but now there is the secondary definition of – Skim, which is the opposite, right? So yeah, right. No, but that's totally right? opposite. Isn't yeah. that something? Yeah. So the same. Yeah. So so the so who knows? Well, the so the H. H. But, yeah. if I, the if, H. Yeah. but if I was speaking publicly, I, I would not feel comfortable saying a historic. I would feel yeah. more yeah. comfortable saying an historic. Yeah, it, it's the H. Yeah, it's before the yeah. H. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, yeah, that's then, yeah. I mean, that's grammatically correct. Yeah. But when you say it, it doesn't sound right. No. Which is right. why when you're doing talks, I have this rule like. If even if something is correct, but if it sounds bad, yeah, don't don't go with it because the audience will think you're wrong, even though right. you're right. Yeah, and so yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're reading that in a newspaper, right? You're and not that's saying what, that. that's why it hit me. I, yes. and I thought, so I thought I'd ask a Harvard grad, yeah. you know, about it. I don't, you know. Well, we took all of that. I mean, in it's those the only days. one I know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know Vic Gatto, you know. I don't know. <laughs> 1968. Yeah. <laughs> the team, right? The team that came back. Yep, and tied Harvard, yep. tied Yale. Harvard. Oh, yeah, that was tied. another one of those. Uh, it was it was a twenty twenty nine tie, but they call it the Harvard victory, right? Right. Uh, Harvard beat Yale twenty nine twenty nine. Great documentary. I saw really. that. Oh yeah, it was uh, Harvard. It was, Calvin Hill was playing for right. Yale exactly. at the time. So we have those things like the Red Sox won the sixty seven World Series three games to four, yeah. seventy five World Series, and yeah. Harvard won twenty nine twenty nine. That was a, a great great game, and you know. A friend of mine, uh, his father was the the head usher for the athletic events at Harvard, including football. But that day, it was Harvard, Yale. The stadium's always packed. But this one, 
uh, take on took on more significance because Yale was the last was the last Ivy League school to ever be ranked in the, the top, top 20. twenty. Yeah, yeah, they were consistently and, really good. And Harvard was having a great year too. Uh, and so this was the traditional Harvard Yale game. Place was packed. It was on closed circuit TV around the campus. And I, John Stoy and and myself, my friend, we took tickets at the Sanders Theater to the closed Sanders circuit Th- telecast. And that's <laughs> the you know Sanders Theater. That's the home of where you would do the Blue Book, which is meaning the Harvard exam. So when you when you finish the semester, you know hundreds of kids would would go into Sanders Theater and you take this. Your yeah. test, whatever, and it was, everything was in what's called the blue book. And yeah. Interesting. So I took tickets there for the 68 Harvard-Yale uh-huh. game. And then, you know, we uh, went out, and, like our duties were done like at halftime. So we went out, we had a football, we threw it around the front yard there because the game, uh, you know, looked like it was a blowout for Yale. They were going to win. And then Harvard miraculously came back to tie it up, and there was the two-point conversion. Yeah, required, I think. Two two point conversions, uh, yeah. or at least one. Yeah. So. yeah. So at any rate, it was a, just an amazing game. Probably one of the most amazing games. That and the Flutie Hail Mary game, the two college football games that really stand out. But anyway, time it, for it, birthdays. How about the Southern New Hampshire three pointer? Like Carmen G. And Petruzzi. Yeah. That was you know the guy with the, <laughs> yeah, Carmen G. I think G. that's right up there with twenty nine twenty nine tie. Yeah, yeah. You have to you have to conclude that one. But you know, I think it was a guy, the guy who hit the three pointer from beyond mid court. It was uh, Carlos Baez, I believe oh, yeah. was his name, from, uh, I think it was New Hampshire College at the time, before Southern New Hampshire University came along. But uh, Carmen G.M. Petruzzi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I met him he and may be his listening. son. Yes. <laughs> yes, at his restaurant. Yes. All right. So, uh, <laughs> at his restaurant. T- yes. today, uh, February the 17th. I tell you, if you were born today Whoa. on this date, there's a good chance you, you might be a pretty good athlete. There's a lot of athletes on this list. Ooh. Some you've heard of, some you haven't. But we'll name one that you have, certainly. And uh, we'll start with Tom. All right. Hall of Famer, Jim Brown. Oh, my God. Jim Brown. He had a great football career and then a great career in the movies He did, as well. yeah. And I just saw him. He is basically staggering around, staggering around with a cane. Um, so I'm going to, so he retired at age 29, um, in 1966. So, so add, so that's what, 30, 34, right? 64 plus 23. This is a lot of Harvard ciphering here. I'm not here. I'm going, (laughs) I'm I'm, going, I'm going, (laughs) (laughs) 86, 86. All right, get it right. 88. Oh, man. He's 87? He's 87. <laughs> He's 87. I, 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 I'm under. <laughs> you guys, you Cat, know say 88. that's the rule. You can't go over. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's right. Trifecta, Tom. Oh, that's uh, right. That's, all right. So uh, another Hall of Famer, uh, Jimmy Brown in the Football Hall of Fame in Canton, Ohio. In the Basketball Hall of Fame in Springfield, Massachusetts, you would find... Michael Jordan. Oh, Jesus. So, Michael Kitty Jordan. Ray, you go first this time. Michael oh, Jordan celebrating 54. today. No, he's he's like 60. He's... Bingo. Oh, my God. That was like, who put the overalls in Mrs. Murphy's chowder? Oh, my God, that's old. Tell Gordon we don't need any piped-in music when Tom's here. And then tomorrow, February 18th, you have... 
Yoko Ono. Whoa, boy. Ooh. Oh, She's yeah. She's yeah. just being her 80s. Right? Well, I'm, I'm going to have to do the math again. Okay. So 1980, <laughs> John was 40, only got killed. So add 43 years to that. So I'm going with her 83. 84. 90. Oh, oh my 90. God, Kitty. Yes. You win. <laughs> Oh, she's nine. Oh, that's right. I should have. Yeah, she because she was definitely she older, was older than, John. than John. That's right. I should have. She was older than John. Okay, who's birthday? One more. Uh, John Travolta celebrating yes. tomorrow. Ooh. Well, you you have 69. an insight. You have an inside uh, uh, He's sixty nine <laughs> because he shares the same birthday as. Well, that's Ken, not fair. As you, Ken Kale. Uh, uh, so Ken what, Kale. Tomorrow's uh, Ken's birthday. All right, birthday. I'll give Tom one. See, right, see how Tom gets this. Sybil Shepherd. Oh my God. Oh yeah, go for that one. Seventy five. 73. Oh, not 73 bad. for not Sybil. Good. That was pretty good. Ken, happy birthday. Thank Ken, you. happy birthday, Thank Ken. Thank you. And today is birthday. your birthday. You know, yep. he and John Travolta look a lot they alike. They do now. Yeah. We're, yeah. Both, yeah. we're both bald now. Yeah, yeah. they're both. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, no, someone said. Oh, anyway. Uh, we, have <laughs> have to we have to mosey on oh, out of here. Thanks, Kitty Ray. Thanks, Tom Thank Raphael. You. We Thank are you. presented by Northeast Delta Dental. DeltaDentalCoversMe.com or healthcare.gov. Have a great long weekend, yes. everybody. Be safe.